What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenn Enos Jr. And once again, that's it. No Sousa. Two weeks in a row, man. That's that's uh that's why you know that he is a very special guest on this podcast. You can't right. rely on him as a co-host. No. Um, no, sir. But one thing you can rely on is that football keeps rolling. We're on to week yep. five now, Mason. It's officially October. It's officially spooky season. That's right, baby. I'll tell you what's spooky, buddy. It's your fantasy team. A little three-game win streak. Hottest team in the league right now. Actually, Zach's the hottest team in the league. He's got a four-game win streak, but Zach doesn't deserve to be four and zero. So, uh, yeah, you could you could make the argument if uh, you know, if I if Josh Allen didn't shit his pants, I could easily be four and zero right now. But if there's one thing that Josh Allen didn't do last week, is shit his pants. That's right, baby. So. No, you know what, man? I'm not gonna lie. Um. I played Panacho last week, and I've talked about this on the podcast many times. I think I remember po- everyone posting like a few. I don't know if it was last season or a few seasons ago, but I remember everyone posting like their win loss records against certain people in our league because you can like look up those analytics. And I'm pretty sure against Panacho, I was like one and nine or something stupid like that. I lose to him every fucking year. And every year, my team doesn't do shit. Every year, Panacho's team pulls some shit out of their ass. Last year, it was James Robinson on fourth and one, who, by the way, that was his last play that he actually did anything in the NFL. So think about that for a second. Okay. But anyway, yeah, my team always shits the bed. And his kind of shits the bed too. It's just an awful game. His kind of shits the bed. We we win. We our game is like seventy to sixty, or fifty to forty, or some stupid. But not this week. Not this week. My team made up for the past ten fucking years of torment, and I scored hundred sixty three fucking points. It's got to be a career high. I think it is, and I have never felt so good. Not only did I beat Panacho, but I also had to text Susan this morning and say, give me my fucking money because I won the $25 for the first time ever since we instituted this. What, like four years ago? <laughs> I have st- not won it once. Well, first, let me say congratulations. Thank Second, you. let me say, um, you know, because my game – wasn't that good against Brendan. I was, you know, looking around the league and looking at other teams. And it felt like Panacho, as bad as his team is, actually had a really good week for him. Justin Fields was clicking. Um, DJ Moore was clicking. And it seemed like every time something good happened for Panacho, literally 30 seconds later, something better would happen for you. And I'm just like, damn, like that, that's tough. You know, the thing was, is normally in those situations, too, I was super nervous. Number one, we were driving home, obviously. Listen to the last podcast. I went to Albany, New York. 
Oh, man. Uh, How's the dorm room, by the way? Great. Fantastic. Nice. Um, so we're driving home. Those walls could talk. Yeah. (laughs) Megan, Megan drove all the way there in the rain. So I was like, listen, I will drive all the way home. So I drove all the way home. Was it in the rain? No, it was not in the rain. So Ah. Megan, Megan's a trooper. Uh, shout out to her. But she was like, do you want me to keep you updated on fantasy? Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. So she was also getting into it. She was like, oh, Mason. She'd be like on her phone playing a game. And then she'd have my phone in her lap and it would vibrate. And she'd go, oh, it vibrated. And she'd pick it up. She'd go, Josh Allen touchdown. I'd be like, and there was one point that Justin Fields threw like his fourth touchdown. I was like, bro, what the fuck? And then she's like, it's okay, though, because Justin Jefferson caught another touchdown. I was like, let's go. Yeah, that's crazy. I had my whole team at once. So I was very nervous. Um, but obviously, I ended up working out. It's funny that you talk about those vibrations, you know, when the ESPN app lets you know when somebody's in the red zone or somebody's scoring a touchdown. Yeah. Guess how many I had Sunday? <laughs> I had Here one at fucking 10 o'clock in the morning from Calvin Ridley. That was cool. And then after that, you know, 12 straight hours, I had fucking nothing. <laughs> so that, that was cool. And the thing is, though, the thing is, against Brendan and against Gomes, I've had two winnable weeks because their teams kind of shit the bed, too. Like, Jalen Hurts only having 22 points is like, hmm, okay. Like, yeah, he had a, it's a good game. You take 22 points from a quarterback any day. But Tyreek Hill having less than 10? I felt like I was getting away with murder. And then everything... That could go wrong. Did go wrong. Uh, Joe Burrow is candidate right now for fuck of the year because he is fucking everybody in fantasy, especially on the Bengals. Um, Jameer Gibbs only gets eight touches on Thursday night to David Montgomery's 32. And I, I could go on a rant, but I won't because, you know, I've said this before on the podcast. When you draft someone at the number 12 overall fucking pick, Maybe, oh, maybe you'd use them, but they don't. Uh, Calvin Ridley, yeah, he got a touchdown, but he only had two catches. That's fun. TJ Hawkinson did not have a big cock. It was, um, it was a flaccid penis that was resting on his balls because he only had two receptions. Uh, what else happened? Oh, back to defenses sucking again because the 49ers only got one point. Against the Arizona Cardinals because, albeit, uh, the Cardinals stink. The Cardinals this and that. No, yeah, apparently they don't stink because Josh Dobbs, week in and week out, is putting up points against defenses, and it's starting to piss me off. So, yeah. The thing is, though, it's still early. I was looking at our league, and the thing is, a team that is one in 1-3 right now has to make the playoffs. Right now, that team, if the season ended today, would be Jake Aronson. So, we all have a chance. We're all still in it. Maybe not mm-hmm. Pinatro, but uh, everyone else is still in it. No, can we can we also address something else about our league that's really pissed me off? And this What's has that? been a long this is a long running thing too. And you'll agree with me. Why yeah. is our division always fucking nasty, and the other division sucks? Because it's just how it is. Like our division's always always better. 
than the other division. Like the other division might have a top he- two hot top heavy teams, but our division every year is very competitive. The thing is, we're a collection of intellectuals when it comes to football. You got you, me, Souza, Panacho, my dad, Brandon Gomes, Brandon Borges. Like right there, that's a, that's a stacked division. Then you look at the other side, Craig, <laughs> Jake Aronson, Zach Aronson. JV, Chris, <laughs> Amaral, and Fryer. <laughs> yeah, the West uh, is not the best, and that's that's uh, that's just how it goes, unfortunately. But we're gonna see how things pan out. Like I said, we are going into October now. Um, before we get started, Mason, we're not gonna do the news with Susan because Susan isn't here. And like I said before, on the Twitch, by the way, if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't uh, followed the Twitch or watched the Twitch live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., what are you doing? There's no excuses. I know you're out of work by now. And if you're not at work, um, or if you are at work, pull it up during your work hours. You, the, your boss yeah. ain't going to be mad. Like, what? Put a, put a damn butt in. It's all right. Keep doing you, though. Um, like I said in the Twitch. Uh, you don't come to the Stellar Show the podcast for news. No. You come to see our beautiful faces and our sexy voices talk about fantasy football. So, do you want to talk about what happened this past week at AT&T Stadium before we get into things? Yeah, we can talk about it. Um, I want you to talk I mean- about the Dallas Cowboys. So this is, see, I can't, I don't know if we can really put a price on this. Not only did the Dallas Cowboys uh, retire Tom Brady and give him the last loss of his career, they have now given Bill Belichick the biggest loss in his career. I mean, I don't, you know, Super Bowls are great and all, but how many teams can say that they've done that? Only one. That's America's team. Very niche to hang your hat on, but okay. Listen, uh, I haven't had anything to hang my hat on in 26 years. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. So I'm going to take what I but, can get. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, not really much to say about this game except the Patriots blow. Um, and I, honest to God, and I'm not kidding, I honestly wholeheartedly believe this. They should tank for Caleb Williams. Get rid of Mac Jones. Judon and Gonzalez might be done for a significant amount of time. Your defense is now garbage. So now your defense isn't better than your, much better than your offense. Your offense stinks. So sell off what you can get draft picks and rebuild. Oh, and you can get rid of bill too. I'm done with him. So done with bill. Yep. Done with bill. Who's, who's, who's more at fault here, bill or Mac Jones? It's still bill. Ultimately. Because and this isn't even just I'm defending Mac Jones, because even if you think Mac Jones sucks, and I'll be honest, I'm finally on the I don't think Mac Jones can be an NFL quarterback bandwagon. Um, Bill Belichick, at the end of the day, is the one who evaluated Mac Jones's talent and drafted him. Mm. So. He's still to blame, Mm. technically, Okay, the only way. 
that Bill Belichick is here next year is if he gives up his GM duties and he just coaches because he cannot draft. He cannot evaluate talent anymore. He can still coach. He coaches fine. He's made, you know, defenses that are worse than they are look pretty decent the past few years still until they play an actual team. But, you know, I mean, what what if... Let me ask you this. Would you be okay with Belichick remaining as coach, but Bob Kraft telling him to step down as GM and we're going to bring somebody else in? Yes, I would. Do you think that Belichick would want to do that? Absolutely not. Not a chance in hell. <laughs> no shot. Hell. No, and the thing is, too, is that if he goes, like, let's say he says, nope, I'm not doing that. Robert says, okay, then bye. If he goes to another team, another team is also going to look at Bill and they're going to say, well, someone's going to be stupid. They're going to say, you can be our GM. And then he's going to do the exact same fucking thing. And he's going to fuck up another team, in my opinion. It could be the Raiders. Could be. Yeah, bring Josh McDaniels back here. <laughs> um, yeah, Sunday was not a good day for the Patriots. Technically, I mean... It stinks because as good of a win as it was for the Cowboys, I still need more from the Cowboys, and hopefully we're going to see that this Sunday when they face the 49ers. Defense is great. Can't complain there. Offense still struggling in the red zone. Kind of getting me a little worried. Um, I think as far as the Patriots go, that might have been Mac Jones' worst game in his career. Oh, definitely. And... A lot of the time when the talk when it comes to Patriots and we're talking about, you know, who's to blame this and that on Sunday, it was 110% Mac Jones. Um, oh, Sunday. Yes. hundred percent. All, all the other times I like to give Mac Jones the benefit of the doubt, but um, yeah. And this whole idea of tanking for Caleb Williams, if I'm Caleb Williams right now, and he's already made this perfectly clear, or I should say his dad has made it perfectly clear that if he doesn't like his options, at the number one pick, um, he'll go back to school. He'll make more money in his senior year of college than he would being drafted by uh, whatever team next year, which is kind of crazy. I think if the Patriots take for the number one pick, Caleb Williams going back to school. (laughs) Because what is appealing about going to the New England Patriots right now with – the offense that they have, the playmakers that they lack, and Bill Belichick essentially being your head coach and not having a successful season since Brady left. 2019. Uh, no, I mean, I, it's a great points. I mean, I, I agree. Like, I think that's a genuine problem now. Like, now that Brady was the one who drew people here. Like everyone used to say, oh, it's Brady and Bill. No, it was Brady. Brady was the one who got people to come here because they knew that with him as quarterback, any given Sunday, they had a chance to win. Once he left, the Patriot way also went out the fucking door, regardless of what the people at Gillette Stadium want to tell you. So I want I want to say this about the whole Brady Belichick debate. A 20-year dynasty, right? Or just about. 
I'm going to say yes. I agree with you as far as the Tom Brady drawing people here. But I think it was towards the second half of that dynasty. I'd say from like 2010 on, it's the Tom Brady attraction. I think everything before. Oh, no, it was earlier than that. I, I think everything before that, um, it, it was a combination of Belichick and Brady. I'm not, I'm not going to credit, um, you know, I, I'm going to give more credit to Belichick for the first three Super Bowls than I am to Tom Brady. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's fine. I would agree with that. I'm going to give more credit to Bill Belichick for the undefeated season, even though Tom Brady did have an MVP season, but he had the weapons coming in like Randy Moss, Dante Stallworth, Wes Walker, the best team. And then a year later without Tom Brady, they still go 11 and five, albeit they didn't make the playoffs, but still no Brady. You still go 11 and five good enough to be a playoff team. Usually any other season, but I think after, Tom Brady had those seasons. He ret- I'm going to say pre-ACL Tom Brady, I'm going to credit Belichick for the Patriots dynasty. When Brady comes back from his ACL, I think everything else and beyond is Tom Brady just because how he led the offense with some subpar defenses. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But I think the thing is, is that ultimately Brady was able to cover up. Like you can talk about success like that way, but like in my opinion, it's more so that Brady was able to cover up a lot of the holes that Belichick put into these into these teams because he was so good. You know what I'm saying? Like it didn't matter that Brady was throwing the fucking Dion Branch uh on his second run through on the right. Patriots. It didn't matter that Brady was throwing to uh. Jesus Christ, I'm trying to think of who he had to throw to in 2013 when we played the Broncos in Denver. Some fucking, fucking scrub. Danny Woodhead and shit. And... Yeah. And it yeah didn't, I mean, but it didn't matter. Brady was Brady was so good. That's what I'm saying. That... At that point, Brady was, you know, above and beyond. And and like yeah. you said, he, he, he made up for the holes in the offense. Um, but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, Bill Belichick's roster management, especially on the offensive side of the football, has always been, besides... I'd say the earlier part of their dynasty in 2007 slash 2008, like obviously that roster construction was very good. But other than that, I don't think it's been great. No, and obviously hitting on draft picks like Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, you know, Gronk's an all-time tight end. But again, it's also Brady who contributes to that. Oh, yeah. I think think post-Brady, the emphasis needs to be on I said it before. Number one, most important is roster construction. I don't think Mac Jones is awful. I really don't. But in this day and age in the NFL, you need to put up points to beat good teams. That's just how it goes. You need to score. And when it comes down to it, Mac Jones isn't going blow to blow with somebody in a shootout like a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson. And he just physically can't, dude. That's the thing. But, but not only because why, him, because he, he doesn't have anybody too with him. They don't they don't I bring anybody that. in to help him. They don't bring anybody I, in the offensive line. No, I look, Glenn, I get that. But also, I feel like in in instances of greatness, you are able to elevate people around you. And Mac Jones has never done that. Ever, ever. Ever, ever, ever. And I, I understand that that's 
something that only elite people do, but you need an elite quarterback to be successful in this league. And Mac Jones is not elite. He is very mid. He's probably a, like a good guy who, if you have an injury, at quarterback can come in and give you like four starts in a row where he's good. And then the guy comes back and your starter actually plays again because he just doesn't have it, man. It's just, you know, I say I like over and over again, week after week, it's just the same thing. He just can't elevate ever. He's been the I'm same name, since he got in the league. I'm going to name some quarterbacks and you tell me yes or no, you'd rather have them over Mac Jones. Okay. Kirk Cousins. I'd have, I'd rather have Kirk. Daniel Jones. Hmm. I'd rather have Mac Jones. Okay. Sam Howell. I'd rather have Howell. Okay. Taylor Heineke. I'd rather have Heineke. <laughs> Damn. So no Daniel Jones, but Heineke and Howell. And I dude. I think Daniel Jones throws the ball like a can of fucking paint. He stinks. Um, He's so bad. Thank you. Derek Carr. Why would you do this? This is like choosing between two turds. I'm, I'm, I want to know how mid exactly probably, is mid for Matt Probably Jones. Carr. Probably Carr. Okay. And you know I fucking hate Carr. I know you do. He's at least led some game-winning drives. Like, Mac Ryan, Jones hasn't even done that. Ryan Tannehill. No, I go Mac Jones. I think Tannehill stinks. And last he but not least, smells. last but not least, Zach Wilson. Oh, I'd rather have Mac Jones. Okay. All right. I, I just want to make sure, you know, I, I, that is mid because I, some of the guys I listed don't belong over Mac Jones, but I just wanted to see where your mindset was after Sunday and what we've seen so far of Mac Jones. I mean, I'd rather have most of the other quarterbacks in the league, like at least a guy like Fields. You know what I mean? Like people say he can't throw the ball. He at least has upside. You know what I mean? Like maybe he can turn into that guy. He's had dynamic plays. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck has Mac Jones? He does. He just is so. He hasn't done anything. Just like Fields he just, also lost fourteen straight games. I don't give a fuck, man. At least it's entertaining. <laughs> At least it's entertaining. Like he's doing shit. Mac Jones. Russell is just Wilson. Like, uh, yeah, I'll take Wilson. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Enough about the Patriots. Enough about that. Um, let's just roll into. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Stellar stars of the week are brought to you by Reddit Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man or woman started. Got it. Mason, um, in week four, there's a lot of stellar fantasy performances. And uh, yeah. if you look on my team, there wasn't really any. So I'm going to look at somebody else's team. I'm just going to look at your team. Look at all these stellar performances. <laughs> wow. Cool. Kyron Williams, 26 points. Puka Nakua, dude. Uh, I loved him. I, I love I, him. He is. We're going to talk about him in a little bit, but he is, he is fun. All right. My stellar star of the week is the guy who is known as white jesus 
the guy who I should have drafted at number two. And I'm going to say this, Mason, the guy you should have drafted at number one. Because right now, there's nobody better than Christian McCaffrey. And last week, there was nobody better than him in all of week four. He ran the ball 20 times for over 100 yards, 106 yards to be exact, his third game of over 100 rushing yards, and scored three touchdowns on the ground. You said, wow, that's pretty good. The thing about Christian McCaffrey is uh, he's a genetic freak, and he's not normal. So he also catches balls, seven receptions for 71 yards and an additional touchdown, totaling at 45.2 half-point PPR fantasy points. That is that is obscene. It's uh listen. That's gross. In the, in the two leagues that I own McCaffrey, I'm three and one. <laughs> so I'm, oh, I wonder why. I, you know, I'm, I mean, that's just how it goes. So <laughs> I, I love to see it. I should have him in one more league, and I don't. Unfortunately, that's just how it goes. You take chances, you take risks. Somebody told me to take risks, but now they're zero and four. So I don't know how much <laughs> that goes for. Oh, my God. Mason? All right. Well, my stellar star of the week is it's not a quarterback, man. It's Josh Allen. Big dude. time. Josh Allen, finally, man. Like, he's a, he's had good games. You know what I mean? But, like, like 23, 21, and the first week was nine. And I'm, I'm like, I'm looking for that 30-point upside. And Josh Allen said, I got you. He was 21 of 25. They only threw the ball 25 times. But 21 of 25 for 320 yards, four touchdowns. And then he had also had four carries for uh, 17 yards, but also a rushing touchdown, totaling 36.5 fantasy football points. Yeah, Josh Allen in a big game like that against Miami really says something. And it just goes to show why the Bills are still the kings of the AFC East. And they have yet to be dethroned. Um, And I don't think they will. Same game by them. Dolphins need to figure out something against them. The Jets are trending more down than ever. And the Patriots are trending even worse. So it's, it's the Bills' division to lose. I actually Audible. didn't think the sorry, I didn't think the Jets actually looked that bad on Sunday night, comparatively speaking to what they were the past two weeks. See, here's here's the thing it's that you gotta think but... about. Well, and well, I want to talk about that game for a sec. Um, people forget the final box score says 23-20 Kansas City. Okay. People forget the Jets were down 17-0 to start the game. Okay. They had no business being in that game. But the reigning MVP, reigning Super Bowl champion, Patrick Mahomes, played the worst game I've ever seen him play with two lollipop interceptions that I've just, like, as he's releasing the ball, you're like, oh, kind of throws that right to Jets defenders. And I'm just like, hmm, he's selling. He definitely has money on this game. He picked the Jets with the spread. And to confirm it, at the end of the game, Instead of running in for a walk-in touchdown, he slides to get the first down. People lost a lot of money on that game. That's all I'm saying. But as far as the Jets go, they played a good two and a half quarters because the first quarter they went down 17-0. Zach Wilson did the best he could, the best he's played so far this year. 
to make it a competitive game. But ultimately, when it came down to it, and they had the ball to go ahead, he fumbled, and they lost possession, and they didn't get the ball back. So they still lost, Mason, is what I'm saying. That's just how it goes. And uh, I know. I understand that. I'm just saying from a fantasy perspective, that's the best they've looked in three weeks. Oh, who so. was good in fantasy? Because it wasn't wasn't Brees Hall. It wasn't Dalvin Cook for sure, because I know that. Was it Tyler Conklin? Dude, I don't I don't Alan Lazard. I don't know who scored, man. Okay. I was just saying their offense looked functional. That's what well, I meant. Until I see production from the guys who should be functional, like Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, then they aren't fantasy functional. That's what I want to say. Okay. Okay. Do you want to... Uh, what? Do you, do you... Oh, I thought you were going to unintroduce the segment. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Poor sponsors. That was Stellar Stars of the Week. Brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man or woman started. All right, baby, it's time for fuck of the week. Ooh. It's time for fuck of the week. Brought to you by PB and J Lube. If you're gonna get fucked, you might as well use lube. lube. So the candidates for the fuck of the week today, uh, which once again you can vote on if you follow us on social uh, at Stellar Seller. Podcast Stellar Seller Pod on Twitter uh, or Instagram. Stellar Seller Pod on Instagram at Stellar underscore pod on x.com. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, if you follow us there, you can participate and you can vote and you can decide who fuck of the week is. Three of them all want all are nominated by one of us. Susan's not here, but he's still in spirit because he voted on a fuck of the week. His was Aaron Jones. Mine was Chris Olave. And Glenn's was... Debo. 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 But ultimately, the winner of Fuck of the Week this week was none other than Chris Olave. Chris Olave finished with one reception for four yards, totaling in 0.9 fantasy points. Thank God I don't have that guy on my team. Same. Man. Holy shit. Imagine having two of the three candidates for fuck of the week on your team. It couldn't be me. Couldn't be me either. Yeah, Chris Olave, it's disappointing. Obviously, better days ahead for Chris Olave. But do we blame Derek Carr for that? I mean, I do think Derek Carr absolutely blows. So I'm going to blame a person who people aren't talking about. Alvin Kamara. He had 13 catches, Mason. Yeah, I did know that actually because I have him in uh, I have him in my work league. So I just like opened the app. I opened the app and I was like, how the fuck does this guy have 21 points? Because it's full point PBR. And I looked and I was like, 13 receptions. Holy shit. Yeah, but it was like for 33 yards or something. Yeah, some stupid. Awful, but yeah. 
Fuck All right, week. well, that was fuck, fuck of the Week brought to you by PB&J Lube. If you're going to get fucked, you might as well use Lube. You might as well. And ladies and gentlemen, last week we brought you a brand new segment. This week we are coming back to that segment with a little bit of... It's me, TSTK Watch. It's the ever-going saga between Travis Kelsey, tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, and... International superstar. Wait, would I? Would she be Taylor. international? Yeah. Inter- I think so. that, does that mean? Does international mean like you just travel the world, or you're from a country that is like not? From no, America? that's like you're you're famous like around the world. All right, international superstar Taylor Swift, and as always for TSTK Watch, we have to have. Uh, our resident Swifty, Mrs. Glenn Enos Jr., Chelsea. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. So, Chelsea, what do you have to say about Taylor and Travis this week? All right, I didn't write down my points. Oh, so just like Sousa, you come unprepared. Correct. Gotcha. Um, it's like it's like he's my- still here. But I watched a few TikToks. I caught up a little bit, you know, on what's going on. Um, So in the beginning of the week, the main concern was that this photo got leaked to TMZ uh, of Taylor. She has like her arm around Trav, you know. And this photo was leaked because uh, to TMZ, but it was obviously taken from inside of their after party that we talked about last week. They had this after party after the game and there was like no paparazzi around, you know, it was clearly not like a paparazzi photo. It was clearly leaked from someone who was at that after party. And the rumor is that the person who took that photo is what's her name Brittany Mahomes Brittany Mahomes who is superstar quarterback Patrick Mahomes's wife and salty bitch whoa but mm, just a rumor so we're not confirming that it was Brittany no that's the speculation is that Brittany Mahomes snapped that photo leaked it to TMZ but why would she do that Cause she's a salty bitch. I mean, you're married to a half billion dollar man. You got beautiful children with him. Why would you release a pic like that? Is it strictly being a salty bitch? Or are you mad that all the attention is now on Taylor Swift instead of you spraying champagne all over Arrowhead Stadium? That's correct. I mean, the the, the everyone usually everyone's talking about Patrick Mahomes. You know. When mm. they talk about the Chiefs, they're talking about Mahomes. Mm. Now, when you're talking about the Chiefs, you're talking about Kelsey. Mm. Same, you know, Mason, are you? Well, yeah. uh... what? What? Go what ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I also have other news relating to this. Um, that uh, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter. First Take posted a clip of Stephen A. talking to Mark Cuban. And Mark Cuban said that he wants Taylor Swift to break up with Travis Kelsey to date a Mavs player. And he said, quote, he said, quote, 
Taylor, sorry if you're listening, Travis. Break up with him. I got a bunch of good-looking single guys that play for the Dallas Mavericks. I got you. And then Travis Kelsey responded to that tweet and said, just sign me to a 10-day at Mark Cuban. I'm just saying. So, I'm just saying. So what, what, are you, what are you referencing here? Do you think that Travis Kelsey going to the NBA? No, he's insinuating that she's uh that they're you know a thing officially an, an item. item yeah yeah so there's been okay. other speculation in the tiktok world amongst the swifties from the swifty uh point of view over here that this relationship has been going on for a lot longer than they're leading on oh interesting uh, so taylor was dating joe alwyn uh they broke up Ooh. Ah, some Brit. They broke up. <laughs> some Brit. <laughs> they broke up. Uh, they announced their breakup in April, but the speculation is that they broke up last April, 2022. Um, and the speculation is that Travis and Taylor have been dating for like almost a year. Whoa. What? According to like, you know, I don't believe I don't that. Know. That's the speculation. Well, you know, you see Mama Kelsey hugging Taylor and all that. I wouldn't be hugging your mom on our like first date. You would if you I know? was a superstar tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs. Listen, I don't know. The Swifties, that's what the Swifties think. They went to the Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs last year. If Taylor and Travis were talking, I Taylor think would have very- seen... Taylor is usually very private about her love. So why life. now? So why now? Like, why come out now? Because her movie's coming out. Okay, but I mean, she was going on tour before, like, like right after the Super Bowl. So? So why not try to promote that, too? Because now the tour's over. You don't need to promote the tour. The tour's enough. Now she's promoting the movie. You were the one who said it at the, at the game. I did. They scored I was, a touchdown. I was, was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. Um, first commercial I saw on Sunday Night Football was a trailer to the Taylor Swift movie. Yep. Yeah. Come on. I saw that too. Come on, man. I did think about, I also, all right, look, I enjoy the whole speculation in this, but now that it's getting like corporatized by like NBC and shit, it's kind of dumb. Like that part of it's dumb and it annoys me because they're like, ah, look, we're playing into it. Ah, it was your money. It's, it's, <laughs> no, hey, it's bad. Like, like the announcers are in it too. I know. Like, like when, like, when dude, give it a rest, I man. Think when they played the Bears last week and Kelsey scored, I think the call was like, and Mahomes finds Travis Kelsey in a blank space in the end zone. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, you're forcing it now. And, you know, like, I get it. But the fact that, you know, they continuously show her uh, on TV and stuff like that. It's 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 making it uh, bigger than it needs to be, and especially for Taylor, if she's one who is very private about her social life and you know who she entangles with, I'm sure um, she isn't crazy about everything that's been happening as far as you know leaked rumors, pictures, whatever. And even Travis said on uh, the podcast that he does with his brother, he's kind of you know keeping it under wraps because she's not all about you know exposing what she has going on in her personal life and to credit to him he's respecting that 
he could just go on the podcast and be like, yeah, man, me and Taylor did this, this, and that, and blah, 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 because that's what people want to hear, and that's what people want to know, and that would attract more listeners to his podcast and bring more eyes to him. But because he really likes her, as I said in the beginning, I feel like he has a crush on her, and he really wants a relationship with her. But as far as her, I, I, I still have to speculate that it is strictly publicity. And sure, he's a guy that she's so with for I now. Feel, I feel less that way this week. I feel more toward leaning towards that they're actually a thing. I'll say that. I'll tell you this: if she goes to Minnesota this weekend to see the Chiefs play. Um, the one and three Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota, I'll say, I'll say that it's a legit thing because why the fuck would she want to travel to Minnesota, uh, to see that game? Why? Well, I don't know. New York. I get it. That's her home. MetLife stadium, big market. Why the fuck would she go to Minnesota? It has to be, it has to be love to support her man. Travis Kelsey. That's when Glenn's in. He's like, you go to Minnesota? Yeah. No one wants to I mean, to come on. Go there. Nobody wants to. Why the fuck would you go there? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But we're going to keep see some watch. bears. We're going to keep watching. Uh, Chelsea, you have anything else to add before we uh, move on? No. I mean, I, I'm leaning more towards it's, it's legit. Do you think uh, you think Brittany Mahomes was trying to put a rift in between them two? Uh, I don't think she's trying to put a rift. I just think she's jealous. Hmm. You know, and then they went out for dinner with Sophie Turner and Blake Lively. And let me ask you, all right, I I need a okay, Mason. Do you like the Jonas Brothers? Do I like the Jonas Brothers? Yeah. Um, I did. I don't really like Joe Jonas after all this bullshit that's going down with Sophie Turner. But... Oh, oh, yeah. And why? Why, Mason? Why don't you like it? Uh, because he's being a piece of shit. What do you mean? He's like basically kidnapped their children. Shells. Are you gonna? They sit had here? an agreement that the children were gonna be staying in New York. That's not what I read. <laughs> no, they had an agreement that the children were going to be staying in New York. And then Sophie was like, no, I want them back in England. Listen. And Joe was like, mm, that wasn't the agreement. And now the kids are staying back in New York. Taylor comes in on this because she is loaning her apartment to Sophie for her and the kids to stay in New York. Because Joe's an asshole. Mm, because Listen, Joe cares about his kids. I'm gonna take. I'm. A, I'm always gonna side with the Queen of the North. Craig just said in the chat. He said we ride with the Queen of the North now and always. That's how it goes. Queen of the North flew to England and ditched her kids to be taken care of by their dad while he's on tour. I think so... she was shooting a movie. That's why she went. Okay, but you can just fly on off and ditch your kids, divorce oh, he your could husband. Just, he could just go on tour and ditch his kids. He Say, took my, the my, kids. Yeah, but the my kids understanding. On tour with them. Yeah, because she had them all this time. Because now she she's got business them with to them. do. Nah, them kids are brats anyway. <laughs> I don't even know how many kids they have. How many kids they have? Two. Two. Yeah. I'm. I'm Team Sophie. Team Joe. 
Right. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll change the segment next week if anything picks up on that. I need Susan but to Taylor, be for But this. Taylor's friends with Sophie, so. Yeah, so now what? I don't know. Taylor also dated Joe. What? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It was like way back, though, wasn't it? Yeah, way back when. Damn. They're probably gossiping about him. Mm-hmm. Probably. All right. Well, thanks for being on, Shelf. This has been TSTK Watch as always. Um, and we'll see you next this week. Is why we can't have nice things. Bye, Chelsea. Bye. Yeah. All right. TSTK Watch. Yeah, it's very interesting. I'll tell you, if she makes that trip to Minnesota, I'll, I'll become a believer. <laughs> yes. We need I, I will, need it. I need T Swift in Minnesota this week. I will uh I'll give you my best smash mouth. I'm a believer. <laughs> do, 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 R.I.P. Oh man. R.I.P. That sucks. Um all right, speaking of R.I.P. R.I.P. Tim Wakefield. I know the Dude. Red Sox was last week because Susan went to the game, but that is horrible. How quick. I know. Just like that. Especially after um, all the shit that happened with fucking... Do you see all that shit that happened with Kurt Schilling, too? No. Kurt Schilling, like, went on Twitter and, like, basically exposed that him and his wife had cancer. Like, before, like, they said anything about it to the media. Like, Kurt Schilling, like, like tweeted about it. Broke it. the and, news? Like, yeah. And, like, obviously everyone was like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you, you asshole? Yeah, like the Wakefields released like a statement saying they were like really disappointed that he did that, and then a week later he fucking dies. So I was like, I'm, I'm sure like that's obviously unrelated. Like he was probably like on the decline anyway. But, right, like, right. I mean, yeah, I think they wanted to keep it under wraps, like a Chadwick Boseman situation. Yeah, it's just like Jesus, man. I'm some fucking clap. I mean, not that I'm surprised. Christian is a fucking psycho, but right. God, man, awful. Great, great picture though. Yeah. Fantastic picture. <laughs> One of the best knuckleballers. No, I'm talking about Kurt Schiller. Oh. There's nobody, there's nobody, I'd rather, nobody I'd rather have on the on the mound in a playoff game than Kurt Schiller, by the way. With a bloody sock. With a bloody sock. Um, this is a fantasy football podcast. <laughs> All right, Mason, you got a game for us? Yeah, it's called. You dropping this guy? Am I dropping this guy? I am going to hit the toilet if I am dropping this guy and flushing him down. That's a long toilet nose. That's a good flush. That's like one of those, um, you know, three-story apartment toilets. Mm, that's a good one. I like it. All right. So uh, our number one guy here is um, someone who you're probably going to be like, yes, immediately. But I will want. I want to remind you, he was a top 10 quarterback to go in the draft. Okay. Who do you think I'm going to say? I don't know. I'm just ready for it because you said I'm probably going to flush him. Daniel Jones. You dropping this guy? No. No? Stashing him on my bench. Okay. The thing is with Daniel Jones, it can't get any worse. He's faced really prominent D-lines through the – well. I shouldn't say Arizona, not that good. Um, 
All right, it might get worse for Daniel Jones. But the thing is, he has a rushing floor, which is important mm-hmm. for a quarterback. And we saw it in the game against the Cardinals, where you faced Emerald that week against Daniel Jones. He ended up with what, 27? Something like that, yeah. Quarterbacks are so tough in fantasy because you you tend you want to play the matchup. And honestly, with the quarterback position, people go down. People don't live up to expectations. Like right now, I'm worried about Joe Burrow. So if you see a better matchup for Daniel Jones than Joe Burrow going up against like the Bills or the Jets or somebody, why not? It can't be any worse than what Joe Burrow's doing right now. Yeah. No, I'm not I'm not dropping Daniel Jones. It's tough for me to drop a quarterback. All right, next. All right. Okay, so this one I I think a little bit controversial because mm. uh obviously this guy's getting activated this week. Okay. But Zach Moss, you dropping this guy? No. I know. I got to see I got to see the snap counts for Jonathan Taylor. And if I if I'm a Zach Moss owner and I don't own Jonathan Taylor, I'm looking to trade Zach Moss to the person who does own Jonathan Taylor. Um, see if there is a viable flex option that you can get for Zach Moss, knowing how valuable Zach Moss is as a handcuff to Taylor. God forbid Taylor goes down again or doesn't want to play or gets benched or gets abducted by aliens. You still have Zach Moss to plug into your lineup. So I'm not dropping him. No. Okay. I agree. All right. This one, Glenn. Oh, boy. Kyle Pitts. You dropping this guy? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. What, what more do you need to see? Or, or should I say to not see from Kyle Pitts? Yeah. I will I mean, name. I guess you're right. I can name 20 tight ends I would rather start than Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I'll, 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 dead ass, I'll make a list. I, I'll, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can name them off the top of my head. TJ Hawkinson, Kelsey, uh, Hunter Henry, Jake Ferguson, um, Dawson Knox. Um, trying to think here um gerald everett mark andrews dallas goddard samuel laporta uh luke musgrave with a concussion mike gasecki logan thomas i think you've gone through every single starting tight end in the league darren waller even though okay, last even the, even right, Monday night, it. he stinks. I'm close. I got I got seven more. You get my point. There is nothing happening with Kyle Pitts right now. I drop him because you're not gonna you can't continuously start him week in, week out, hoping for something that's just not there. When in reality, there's probably a better option on the waiver wire right now at tight end than there is Cal, that you have for Kyle Pitts. Drop him. Clear up a spot for running back and wide receiver. 
and uh, to, to have on your bench and get Kyle Fitz the fuck off your team. Kyle Fitz. Kyle Fitz off your team. <laughs> I love it. All right. So now um, this is going to be the last one. Just just okay. a little quick game. Uh, where the hell is he? Ah, last one. Brandon Cooks. You dropping this guy? Uh, mm, no. Nope. Really? Yeah, Michael Gallup has been outperforming him. It's it's clear CD Lamb is the number one receiver in Dallas through four games, obviously, to nobody's surprise. The question was, what were we going to see from Michael Gallup and Brandon Cooks? And through four games, Michael Gallup's more productive. In the red zone, when the Cowboys do perform, it's the running backs and the tight ends. Brandon Cooks is a big play threat. And I think one of these weeks, he's going to get somebody a big play. But the problem is, you're not going to start him, and he's going to be on your bench. I think he's worth a roster spot just in case an injury happens in Dallas to either Gallup or Lamb, God forbid. I disagree. I think you can drop him. But you're, quick. but you're Brandon Cooks. Stan. I'm not anymore. He's not. Coincidence that he's not on any of my teams this year, and I'm 4-0 oh. in Craig's League and 3-1 and in our league. This is the first time I've been two games you're above 500. F- you're 4-0 in Craig's League? Yeah. Ooh, shit, I'm 3-1. Are we but in my team, division? I'm 4-0 in, I'm in that league, and my team has been running train on people. It's because you got Derrick Henry in the second round. Uh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Still pisses me off. Do you want to do? Do you want to do a bonus one? Sure. All right, Sky Moore. You dropping this guy? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's receiver roulette with the Chiefs, and honestly, the only receiver that has looked, you know, somewhat promising. I think he has two touchdowns on the year. Is Rasheed Rice, the rookie? He's in my starting lineup this week. Goes to show, you know, how how far we've come. Uh, Kelsey's the guy, and Again, Sky Moore could have a game, but it's it's you don't know. It's either going to be him, it's going to be fucking Kadarius Tony once he gets his head out of his ass. It's going to be Justin Watson. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm done, Sky Moore. See you later. All right. Oh, hold on. There you go. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, that's that's it. That's all I had few guys you know some some mid-level guys some fringe guys already and then you know i got people one that were drafted high i got one i can ask you all right hit me dalvin cook i think yes um and the reason why i say that is because i think his his usage percentage is just going to keep getting lower and lower as Brees Hall works his way back from that ACL. And I don't really think that we've had like a game yet where, you know, Brees Hall has really been like unhooked per se. The problem is, and you know, what's crazy is that Brees Hall and Dalvin cook. If Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback would have so much fucking value. And it pains me. The problem is the game script is never in their favor. For the Jets, they're always playing the chasing behind. points. Yeah, and yeah, they're getting the early down carries, but 
you got people stacking the box because you know you're going to challenge get, um, Zach Wilson to throw the ball, and they're just not – they haven't been doing anything the past three weeks. Brees Hall had one big run to start the season, which was the majority of his yards in the 100-yard game he had in week one. Uh, but I don't even think one of – does anybody have a goal line carry? I think Michael Carter has a goal line carry over them. Yeah, Michael Carter has a touchdown, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's so Yeah, he's been rotating through as well. So, I mean, I don't know. Dalvin Cook, I think, is droppable, especially because they keep using that three-headed kind of bullshit. I, and I'm going to try know. to trade him. I'm going to trade him. But I think the biggest thing, too, about, about the backfield of the Jets in general is that they have a – I don't know if you looked at it, but they have a fucking – brutal schedule so they have they got denver this week okay mm. and they got philadelphia then they got a buy they got the giants Chargers, vegas okay that's pretty soft but then after that buffalo mm. miami mm. atlanta mm. houston miami mm. washington mm. cleveland mm. And then the nasty. yeah, their their defense is really good. Like I didn't I didn't I didn't think that their defense was gonna be this good this year, but they're fucking nasty, man. I saw a stat that they've allowed uh I don't know if it was points. I think I think they have like like the least amount of points allowed, like by half compared to the next team, which is like the Bills and then the Cowboys. Like, I think the Bills and the Cowboys have let up like 40-plus points or something, and then the Browns have let up like 20-something. Well, I think the Browns also like kind of might be inflating that stat a little bit. They've played two games that have been like torrential downpours as well. So, sure. you know, obviously lower scoring offense. and that's, but, but they've been, even in the games that they have not played in the rain, they've been very good. They've been elite. So, yeah. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, as far as Jets running backs go, I think Dalvin Cook or Michael Carter, obviously you can probably drop, hold on to Brees Hall. I'm going to play a quick game that uh, I've seen them play on ESPN. Sometimes Fields Yates does it, and I don't, I don't want to call it the exact same because I don't know if they have trademark on it or anything, but it's basically called Panic or Patience. I'm going to name a player. And I want you to tell me if you're panicking on him or you just need to be patient with him. Okay. Hit me. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's tough because I think there's reason for there is reason for panic, right? Um, obviously that calf injury was a lot worse than they let on in the preseason because by all accounts, everyone said, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Don't worry about it. He'll be ready to go week one. He'll be good. He'll be good. He'll be fine. Zach Taylor said he was fine. Everyone said he was fine. Obviously not. The calf is definitely affecting him and it's affecting everyone else's fantasy value on the Bengals as well. Um, but I think the thing is, is if they keep, if they keep managing him the way that he's been managed the past few games where he's not getting a lot of, he's not taking a lot of hits. He's not really moving around much in the pocket. Eventually he is going to have a breakthrough and he'll be himself again. If they keep using him the same way and they allow his calf to heal. So ultimately I'm picking patience here because I think 
Joe Burrow is, is an incredibly talented quarterback, and I don't think that you should give up on someone like him in an offense like that. I agree. Um, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say patience as well because I know this was a while ago, right? But week one, he had 26 fantasy points, right? Yeah. And I know last week, look, Last week, coming off of a short week, obviously, not necessarily for him. I mean, he took the week off before, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, two weeks. He missed the first two two games after game number one. Played the Lions. They have a pretty decent defense, you know, and obviously uh, game script also really wasn't in his favor. He's also coming off a hamstring, so they wanted to uh, work him into the offense slowly. I think they had said that before the game started. So um, personally, I'm not surprised that he had a, he had a tough week. Thursday night games are weird. We all know they're usually not great for fantasy output. So I'm not panicking. I'm going to be patient with Aaron Jones. I think he's still a great running back. And I also think the Packers offense has been good, but I think it can be better now they have Watson back. And now that Aaron Jones will be getting healthier and coming back as well. Um, Jameer Gibbs. I'm, I'm panicking on Gibbs. I am. Um, because due to the draft capital that you had to put into Jameer Gibbs to take him, what he's giving you right now is unacceptable. Um, and I don't think it's because of injury or game script. I mean, the, I, the lions have one of the most, uh, explosive offenses in the league. They run the ball, the ball more than almost any other offense in the league. I think maybe besides the Falcons, but that's because they have Desmond Ritter, who's a liability, a quarterback. But anyway, um, the, my biggest thing is that Gibbs is healthy. You know I mean? He's ready to go. He's raring to go. It's just a usage issue. And David Montgomery, they clearly feel is the every down guy. And Jameer Gibbs is more of a situational player right now. And um, as someone who also has Jameer Gibbs in another league, Glenn, it's incredibly frustrating um, because you see the talent that's there. And obviously they selected him with a high draft pick. So the fact that he's not getting that usage is incredibly frustrating. But I don't know if that's necessarily going to change unless something catastrophic happens to that running back room, like both David Montgomery and Craig Reynolds and whoever else. Uh, is behind him gets hurt or something like that. But the usage is, is not promising right now. Ignore correct comment in the chat. No, I... I... <sighs> it's Fuck not off, promising, Craig. but I feel like you have to have patience with Jameer Gibbs just based on where you drafted him. I feel like if anything happens, like if they find a way to incorporate him in this offense, just as we said, Mason, how good this Lions offense is, if they just give him, like, the fact that he's doing what he's doing with the touches that he's getting, like, he's not he's not killing my team. It's just not what you expected for RB1 numbers. I, I believe he's – let me take a look. Let me take a look. I think he went, what, the third round? Right now, he's a fringe RB2. His rank, position went, rank is, tw- is 28. What did you take him 
I took him. I took him at the end of the second round. So you took him 28th. I took him 27th. Okay. So but I'm but I'm saying his positional rank for running backs is 28th. So he's a fringe RB2 yeah. when you when you draft him to be your RB1. Yeah. But I'm saying like it's not as bad as it seems. The problem that's so frustrating is that everything that you expected for Jameer Gibbs is happening with David Montgomery. And I think that's what's frustrating. Like if David Montgomery wasn't there, you'd say, ha, maybe Gibbs gets, you know, what he's supposed to be getting. And then the one game that Montgomery wasn't there, he got 17 touches. But he didn't get a touchdown. He's yet to score a touchdown. Whereas Montgomery has scored in every game he's played and has five rushing touchdowns. I'm kind of wondering if Gibbs is almost going to be like, remember McCaffrey, his rookie year when he was like really good every week, like yards and, and catch wise, but never fucking run. Yes. Never would score touchdowns. It's funny you say that because uh, somebody put up a graphic on Twitter of like first round rookies who are running backs and their touches through how many games I think like do four games and Gibbs has the same exact amount of touches as McCaffrey did at this point. So I'm not, I'm not trying to say it like, like Craig right now is saying Gibbs is no Ken Walker. He might be Christian McCaffrey based on that number. That's all I'm saying. But I mean, you're right. It's not like he's not doing stuff with what he's being given. That's the thing that's frustrating is that he is. Yeah. So you're not giving him the opportunity. Exactly. He's being used in such a limited role that he can't produce like his ceiling of fantasy value because exactly. of the limited role that he's in. And and that's why I think you have to have patience because if, if for some reason, you know, things progress and God forbid anything happened again to David Montgomery, like there's no reason he can't be that explosive guy that you wanted and you drafted and was highly touted about at the number 12 pick. What blows my mind is if you drafted and you were so fucking happy, you were slapping each other's dicks that you got him at pick number 12 because you didn't think you'd get him. And then you give him eight touches a game. Like, why not draft a a defensive player, like a starter who could be ready right now helping your team? Instead, you're just going to give all your carries to Montgomery. Like, it it just doesn't make sense to me. They gave all their their carries to Montgomery. They also have one of the, really, one of the best wide receiver rooms in the NFL with not only Laporta, not only Armin Ra, now they have Jamison Williams coming back. Josh Reynolds is is easily one of the best third wide receivers in the league. You think? Like, yeah, he's he's pretty good. I mean, he's been an actually pretty good fantasy option this year. You say best what one of the best wide receiver rooms in the league? I think like as a like balance, like obviously they're I'd say they're like top top ten. At least, mm-hmm. I would say. Like, number one would probably be, like, the Bengals or... Uh, Miami. Or Miami or or the uh, the Eagles. Eagles. Maybe the Rams. Dallas. 49ers. 49ers. Patriots. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Oh, Mason, let's get to the pigskin pickums. Yeah, baby. Let's do it. I had a bad week last week. 
I don't know. What the, I don't know what was going on. You open this jive right now. Craig's in. I think Craig's in first. He's the only thing he's in first. Then, just kidding. Damn. Craig's four and zero in our dynasty league. Shout out to Craig because uh, he he did the process. These point, he's more of a co-host than Souza. It's true. You see him more chat. than Souza is. <laughs> What's the fuck? <laughs> Uh, George Pickums. I am currently in. Um, I I love whoever's name place. is. I love whoever's name is. Uh, I don't know, Jim. <laughs> Wait, <who's that>? <laughs> <laughs> the first time I read that name, I literally heard Tony uh, Romo's voice true. in my head. So we got old Craig. Uh, was old Craig there before? Did he change his name? Yeah, I think he changed it. it. Was I think Craig had it as just like ESPN one seven eight five seven 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 six six one one threes picks or whatever. All right, and then he finally put a name. Who's Sukami Nads? I don't know. Is that Brendan? Maybe. Who's? Uh, we gotta find out who these people are. I don't know. Just... I, I love that one. That one's so good. Can't be worse than last year. And then we got Matt Suzuka. And I'm George Pickles. I can't be worse than last year. Because last year I stunk. Oh, you can't I'm be back. worse than last year? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All right. All right. We're, we're piecing together some of the puzzles. All right. Thursday night, we have riveting action. I feel like I feel like this was a Thursday night game last year. And I remember I didn't watch a single second of it. It was either last year and, or the year before. I remember Carson went sucking up the joint uh, for the Commanders. Oh, forgot about him on the Commanders. Guess what, Glenn? I'm yeah. also not watching a second of this fucking game. We have any? Do you have well, any fantasy stock in it? Technically, I have Jahan Dotson, but I'm not starting him. Hey, what's mentioned. up with him? Um, I don't know. He finally showed some signs of life last week. Sam Howell just wasn't throwing him the fucking ball. Hmm. So, yeah, I sat him in uh, Jim and Skip last week because he's pissed me off. Yeah, then you get 10 points on your bench. Yeah. Sorry, right, still Fucking one. annoying. It's McCaffrey oh, getting 45. Oh, that's all you need, really. <laughs> that's all I need. Um, <laughs> all right, Commanders at home against the Bears. I'm picking the Commanders because the Bears are just, they, they, oh. Dude, they smell. 28 They're to 7. They're so bad. They're so bad. 28 to 7, you had a lead. In a career game for Justin Fields, and you can't close it out against the Broncos. And Justin Fields shits on himself by fumbling the ball. They pick it up for a touchdown. Like, this is shit that just can't happen. And it continues to happen each and every single game for the Bears. Just think, Mason. As bad as it is right now for the Patriots, it has been fucking worse for the Bears for a longer period of time. Yeah. No, that is true. It's crazy. Give me the commanders commanders. on Thursday night. Yeah. They're moving on to Sunday, another game in London town. As the Jacksonville Jaguars again play in London, but this time against the rolling Buffalo Bills. Give me the Bills in London. Yeah, give me the Bills. Yeah. Hot take. Jaguars aren't that good. Yeah. Um... 
kind of sucks. Like, I don't know. They should be better than they are. You know what I mean? It's like one of I those mean, things where they're just not living up to the hype. They're two and two. You know, yeah, we say this, they'll probably win their division, but they're not playing that well. I don't know, man. pissing me off. That division's wide open right now. It is, but yeah, everyone's two and two in the division. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I'll tell you what. We're picking the Bills, right? Yeah. This next game, CJ Stroud is balling. That's right, baby. That's why I'm picking the fucking Texans. Hell yeah. Give me the Texans over the Falcons. Watch them get blown out. <laughs> Another thing I want to make point about Kyle Pitts, and if you're considering about dropping him or not, just think of it this way. He normally scores a touchdown in London, and he couldn't even do that last week. Get him the fuck off your team. He's right. He's right. Yep. The 0-4 Carolina Panthers travel to Detroit to face the 3-1 Lions. Give me the Lions, dude. I, bro, <laughs> the Panthers stink. They They're do. bad. They're really give me, bad. Give me the Detroit David Montgomery's. <laughs> the Tennessee Titans are 2-2. Two and two. And they're squaring off against division rival Indianapolis Colts. Oh, man. Titans looked good last week against the Bengals, but maybe the Bengals are just that bad. I'm taking the Colts. Anthony Richardson's good. Is it? They came back. They almost beat the Rams. I know, but is it the Colts that Derrick Henry always runs over? No, I think that's the Texans. I don't care. Titans. Give me Derrick Henry. New York Giants are one and three, and they're going to Miami to face the three and one Dolphins, who are coming off their first loss against the Bills. But it's hot down there in Miami still. It's early October. It's still hot. Fins up. The Nolan Saints travel to New England to face the Patriots. Mason, give me the Patriots at home. Glenn, give me the Saints on the road. Oh, come on. From what Dude, I saw, Patriots from, are not what I saw, good. But what I saw from Mac Jones last week, as bad as he was, Derek Carr was just as bad. So, Patriots at home against but the they Saints. They got more talent. Yeah, but something about Gillette Stadium. Give me the Patriots. Give me Mac Jones making a come. Oh, I'm going to save that for my sizzling hot take. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, Never mind. oh no. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, gross, Baltimore, 3 1, going to Pittsburgh, face the Steelers. Give me the Ravens. God, we're talking about teams that smell. How the fuck did the Steelers have two wins? They are so bad. I'll tell you what, this is a division game. I'm picking the Steelers at not Heinz Field. Something about division games, something about this division, the AFC North. Steelers always play the Ravens good. Uh, Mike Tomlin does his best to contain Lamar Jackson. I think the Steelers get it done. Because quite frankly, I don't think the Ravens are that good. And they're, they continue to be banged up. So, Philadelphia Eagles on the road at L.A. to face the Rams. But the return, possibly. Give them the Eagles. Ooh. Did you hear that? I said in. Give 
I love Puka. <laughs> Give me the Eagles. Yo, real wow. quick, can we actually talk about Puka Nakua? Because oh, yeah, look, let's talk about him because Craig Craig hasn't he hasn't heard enough about Puka Nakua. He needs to recognize. Well, I'm not going to compare him to Cooper Cup like some people in our friend group have. You, you, you see, but, the thing is, Mason, you can't compare him to Cooper Cup because right now he's on pace to be better than Cooper Cup. That's true. That is true. You know? So I just I don't understand it because like, I don't know, maybe it's because I picked him up on waivers and I was like, yeah, this guy's everyone was like to do this guy's fucking nasty. And how many times have I picked up someone on waivers and they're like, yeah, use your whole fab. Pick up this guy up. He's so good. And then they absolutely suck ass and they don't do anything for me. So I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that I just picked him up off waivers and he's been this good, but like he, I can't, I can't just, he's just a reception machine. Like I, it's ridiculous. He scored his first touchdown last week, I but I mean, winning touchdown by the way. And my, I had a little movement in the paint. I don't even own him. Just watching him. I'm like, this guy is a ball. Good. He's so good. But Mason, this is the week because Cooper, first of all, this is the week because it's the Philadelphia Eagles and it's coming back. And See, if, but here's the thing. And if can do what he's been doing with in the lineup, then I mean, come on. I mean, look, here's the thing, right? I don't think Puka Nakua necessarily is going to be putting up 26 points a week. Okay. I don't think that's going to happen, but Puka Nakua. Well, because I think that Cooper cup is going to take the majority of the target share, but sure. Okay. However, that doesn't mean that Puka Nakua can score like, you know, 15 points a week you could easily still do that. I mean, mm-hmm. people are saying like, Oh, like, aren't you worried? Or like, aren't, uh, Puka owners worried because Cooper Cup's coming back. He's going to take all that volume. He's going to take all that target share. If defenses are focusing on Cooper Cup, who's going to be open? A guy who has proven through the first four games that he is a potentially an elite, can be an elite young wide receiver in this league. Honestly, so, if I'm a defense, I'm, I'm focusing on Puka Nakua because look what he's been doing. Yeah, but Cooper Cup has the pedigree. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Puka Nakua. <laughs> Puka? I don't know. It's it's crazy. What did Susan say? Puka? Puka uh, Nakupa Cup? Puka Nakupa Cup. <laughs> We're finally getting it this week. It's like, it's like when know. you merge... Uh, I'm not oh a Yu-Gi-Oh God. guy or a Transformer Exodia? guy. Or, yeah. Exodia is Puka Nakupa Cup. But anyway. Yep. I, I don't I don't think he's necessarily gonna be as great as he's been, but I think he'll still be pretty good. And he's also I, my wide receiver four, so you know. Yeah, but really he's your wide receiver one. We were talking about McCaffrey going one on one. Should have been cool. cool. Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty, as they say. So yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, anyways, give me the Eagles. 
Yeah, give me the Eagles. Um, the Bengals. Uh, this game scares me. This game scares me. It's scary because the scary. Bengals are one and three, going to Arizona, who's one and three. But Arizona hasn't been playing like a one and three team. Scary. I feel like I feel like it's scary because the Bengals have been scary bad, and I feel like the Cardinals, Widowie, can beat <laughs> this Bengals team. I mean, am I am I wrong? You know, like, you don't wrong? you don't think that Joe Burrow can go into Arizona and where do we beat the bag out of the Arizona Cardinals? No, <laughs> scary. I'm taking the Bengals. Where do we? I I'm, I'm where do we taking Cincinnati? But I'm scared. Right, what do we don't feel good about it? What are we scared out of my pants? <laughs> um, oh god, another shit game when the Jets face the Denver Broncos. What's up with this four o'clock shit stain? Oh. Uh, what's up, Tim? Tim Bulger's drove by my house. <laughs> um, the Jets. Going to Denver to face the Broncos. Both are one and three. Oh, this is supposed to be uh, Nathaniel Hackett revenge game. Mm. Uh, my my gut is telling me to take the Jets, but I don't know. I'm gonna take the Broncos at home. My. Um... Us. I don't even know who to take. Why? <laughs> Flip a fucking coin and who close cares? your eyes. Uh, the can this game can't. end in a? Can this game end in a draw? Like, ugh. Like get postponed? Yeah, I don't know. To I'll take never? the Broncos. I guess everyone's picking the Jets. I don't know. Pick the Broncos. I guess. Oh, I, I think they're amazed that Zach Wilson actually pieced together three quarters of football. Uh, four thirty. You got. Kansas City Chiefs are three and one going to Minnesota to face the Vikings. And quite honestly, I'm on Taylor watch this game. If the Chiefs are going to steamroll, and I'm going to see if Taylor Swift actually attends fucking M&T Bank Stadium. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'm I'm picking the Chiefs as well. Um, I hope that Justin Jefferson would we would ease across the entire stadium in front of Taylor Swift. But you I'm might. taking the Chiefs. So. Maybe Travis Kelsey will Woody Woody. Maybe. Uh, at 8 o'clock, I'll be, what are we shitting my pants? Because the Dallas Cowboys are going to San Francisco to face the 49ers in a rematch of last year's divisional round. And the Cowboys can't get past this fucking team. But in week five, they do, Mason. They do. Um... I'm going to say they don't. Go ahead. I'm taking the 49ers, Glenn. I'm sorry. Sorry. 49ers just own that ass. Sorry. We're going to see. And then Monday night, you got the Green Bay Packers going to Las Vegas to face the Raiders. Raiders. The Raiders. Raiders. You're picking the Raiders? 
I'm not picking the Raiders. I'm picking um, the Packers. I'm not picking the Raiders either. I'm going to pick the Packers. The Raiders stink. Because there's one thing I know about the Raiders is that uh, they're, they're not, not good. good. <laughs> they're not good. They <laughs> flat out stink like garbage. <laughs> garbage. Uh, garbage. And the Packers are going to pack them in. They're going to pack them. Give me pack. the Packers. And give pack me and a Monday Night Football game uh, 69 points. For the package. Yeah. You can't make a limited right. fix because we're all done with that. Yep. So I guess. Rev up those fryers because I am ready for some Whoop. help. 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 S- Sizzling hot takes are brought to you by Der Burgers. Mason, are the burgers good? Yer. You see that celebration Josh Allen did? No. After he scored the touchdown? No, it was was Gabe Davis. I'm sorry, not Josh Allen. Or was it Josh Allen? Oh, you're talking about the Stone Cold? No, 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 no. So I saw two separate videos on TikTok. One was Josh Allen when he scored the rushing touchdown, and they went up by like 20 points. Um, apparently the Dolphins have all like they've been doing like thinking emojis like all week like leading up to that game. So when Josh Allen scored, like he like trolled them and he just like went like this like a thinking emoji. I fucking love him. When so Gabe petty. Davis scored a touchdown, I was watching uh I don't know, some kind of podcast or, or some show was on TikTok, and the guy's friends with Gabe Davis, and he kept telling them to do this dance that this kid did in this video. After he scores a touchdown, with the kid kind of like hides his face, and then he like does like this with his hands, like <laughs> it, it's so weird. But the kid's so funny in the video when he does it, and he kept telling Gabe Davis, his friend, to do it when he scores a touchdown for weeks. And Gabe Davis kept saying, "Shut up, <laughs> shut up, shut up." <laughs> and then when Gabe scored the touchdown, he did it like he like covered his face and then did the thing. So that's funny. That's uh, funny. I don't know. I don't know why I brought that up. I don't know. But I do know that my sizzling hot take is going to fucking burn you, bro. You're going to be like, whoa, that thing's a sizzling. You, and you ever, st- you ever like stand too close to something when it's sizzling like bacon or fucking burgers? And then sometimes oh. the grease gets on you and go, ah, fuck. Yeah. Hurts. Yeah. Just like Jalen. <laughs> yeah. Just like Jalen. <laughs> um, Shane Gillis. Is that the podcast or is that the kid who did the dance, Craig? He's going to get back to me on that. But my sizzling hot take is that in Gillette Stadium this Sunday, that's a podcast host. Boom. Thank you. Uh, better host than Sousa. Um, this Sunday in Gillette Stadium, Mac Jones is going to give you guys something to work with. After having what arguably might be his worst game of his career and Belichick's worst loss of his career, I think the Patriots are going to beat the shit out of the Saints. And I think Mac Jones throws for four touchdowns and over 300 yards. And the Patriots win by 
at least 17 points. By at least 75. By at least 72. <laughs> okay. Um, my sizzling hot take is that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to win in oh. Arizona. However, it won't be off the back of Joe Burrow. It will be off the feet and legs of Joe Mixon. And the weapons of Joe Mixon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joe Mixon is going to have 200 yards and two TDs. Nice. That's right. I like that. Yeah. Because he hasn't done shit all year. No, it's time for the breakout. <laughs> it's time for him to do. <laughs> well, you know, I blame Burrow. Okay. I'm going to blame anyone. I'm blaming Joe Burrow. Because if he was just a little bit better, everyone on the team would be a little bit better. But he's not. And it's pissing me off. So, yeah, that was Sizzling Hot Takes brought to you by Dirt Burgers. Mason, are the burgers good? Dirt. Dirt. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's spooky season. It is week five. And you are going to see the debut of Puka in the Koopa Cup. I'm excited. Me too. Excited to see how it shakes out. A lot of things happening this weekend. You got Puka in the Koopa Cup. You got Cowboys 49ers. You got Taylor Swift watch to see if she's going to Minnesota. Uh, you got Nathaniel Hackett revenge game. You got the worst Thursday night football game you could possibly have. And uh, you got Mason looking to be 4-1. and one. Who you got this week? You got Fryer. Oh, yeah, Mason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Friar's got, got some buys. So I'm right now, Ooh. unless he makes some trades, which I have a feeling he might. Um, yeah. I have, I have a feeling. But you think, you think Sousa's season's over? Sousa? Yeah. No. No. All right. Just checking. I think he'll be okay. I don't know if Moster is going to – I'm looking at his team right now and who he's starting. He's got, he's got HN. Yeah, but Moster, he might not be able to park uh, to start. He's starting Devontae Parker. Ew. I told him about my sizzling hot take, Mac Jones, this week, so oh, might well, be a good play. Keenan and Mike Evans are both on bye. That's why. So. Yeah. Craig gets all the luck with uh, those guys on bye this week. Must be nice. Yes. Some guys Craig's get gonna, all the luck, huh? Craig's going to be fucking two and three. But we're out here scrapping for wins, you know? By we, I mean me. If I beat Fryer, then I'll know maybe something's different this year. Well, I beat Fryer, and so far, <laughs> my team ain't doing shit besides that. So, <laughs> not really the best judge of character. Yeah. I don't we'll know. see. Let's I'm see. rooting for you. Let's see what happens. Thank you. We got Craig versus Sousa. We got me against JV. So uh, we gonna see. Here we are. Anything else you want to add, Mason? Before we sign off? No, nah, man. I think nah. I think that's kind of it. Um, you know, good luck to everyone. Week five. Week five already. Week five. It's October. It's October. My birthday's in. 
two weeks. I'm going to be 37. Oh, Can't wait. Shit. <laughs> That's wild. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. But don't forget, you can also catch us live on the Twitch every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And Mason's got to get that goddamn Snapchat going because It'll we, could, we could send you some videos if uh, you want to send us a little something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not setting up the Snapchat now. Oh, okay. I don't want dick pics. I'm good. You don't want dick pics? No. That's the whole point of Snapchat. Fuck, you're right. They should call it Dick Chat or <laughs> Snap Dick. Snap Dick. You sound like Bill Belichick. <laughs> Insta face <laughs> and snap dick. <laughs> yeah, snap dick. I don't go on snap dick. Picture Bill Belichick taking a dick pic, and it's just his face in the background, like the angles, like underneath his balls. No, 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 no. He would definitely. You think he? You think he'd do the one, the one where he holds it like this? Yeah. <laughs> But it's just his face, like that. You know, you know, like that that meme where he's like, it looks like he just went through fucking war with a grizzly bear and his shirt. Oh yeah, it is. And he's just like, <laughs> it's just that in the background. But his yeah, dick's like how, covering like half his face because it's like up close to the camera. He just yeah, probably. And then you got his Damn. son Steve Belichick doing the shit with his tongue while he's taking a dick pic. You oh seen that? my god, yeah, yeah, gross. He's like fucking. Okay. Anyway, if you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, we do a weekly poll fuck of the week, which we nominate. You decide. You decide. The people. Go follow us. Follow us. Get involved. Get involved. Not just with us, but with your community. Community involvement. It's good. Yeah. Go to some soup kitchens. Go to. uh, Pick up litter. Pick up litter. Go create litter so that there's more for pick to pick up. Don't do that. <laughs> what do you, what Don't do, you do that. Why not? If there's Don't no litter that. to pick up, then you can't help your service. You can't help the people who need the community. Yeah, you service. can plant plant a tree instead. I don't know. Plant a tree. Yeah. No, knock the trees down. Build them all. Break the shackles of capitalism. I don't know. Nah. Throw some, throw some fucking trash on the ground. Throw it in the ocean. <laughs> I mean, no, definitely don't do that. Plastic I don't bags, condone this. Don't recycle. No. It's, all, it's all a hoax. It just, they just want to, just don't do that. <laughs> just, just whatever they tell you to do, do yeah, the I heard turtles. That's how, I heard turtles uh, love those plastic things you put yeah. around cans. I heard they love those. Buy and all straws. the six packs and just fucking dump them outside. They love straw. Yeah, straws too. Don't. I hate you. Know, first of all, before we get off. Fuck a paper straw, okay? Because you have there's, to. You have to. Well, there's there are biodegradable straws that are still like plastic that are good, but I agree, paper straws suck, dude. Like I will take two sips and then my straw is disintegrating into my drink and I can't even sip like, the rest out. And I'm like, it's like you're sipping through the Sunday newspaper. Oh my <laughs> god, it's so bad. Yeah. Get a little cardboard in there for that extra flavor. Some some restaurants you go to, like they won't give you straws, and I'll ask for a straw. I'll say, "Excuse me, can I have a straw?" And they'll say, "Oh, really? Yeah, 
Fuck the turtles. Okay, I disagree with that sentiment, but paper straws do suck. I agree with that. I mean, turtles live too long anyway. No, turtles are great. Turtles are so cool, man. Yeah, they're cool, I but like the turtles. thing is they're overpopulating because they live so long. Are they really? Think about a tur- an average turtle's lifespan is like, what, over 100 years? Yeah, but they have natural predators that, that still kill them. They're not like... Yeah, but, but think about how many control. babies... Think about how many babies you can have within that 100-year span. Well, a lot of a lot of turtles die before they even make it to the water because they're on beaches. Uh, that's getting, where the eggs and are. And they get eaten on the way to the water. By like who? Babies. By birds. Birds? Fuck birds. Yeah, Fuck I birds more birds. than turtles. I mean, all I do, birds aren't real anyway, but that's a podcast what, for another day. Well, what do birds do that's productive? Be annoying. But like, at, at least like a hummingbird helps with like pollination. Hummingbirds are cool. That's about it. But like other birds, like what do they do besides shit on your car? I don't know. Vibe. Get rid of them. <laughs> Get, Get rid of them. them. Fuck the turtles. Fuck the birds. Fuck them all. Fuck the I, king. Fuck the king's guard. Fuck the king's guard too. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck Sousa. <laughs> Yeah, he's my only loss. Fuck that uh, guy. First of all, no, not only that, but what he like, I was cool with him going to the Red Sox game. I was cool with him going on vacation. And then when he had the audacity to say what he said last night in the group chat about the Giants being like the Westport Giants, I hope his vacation sucks dick. <laughs> I hope, I hope he gets parking tickets wherever he has to park. I hope uh, he runs out of gas somewhere and they have to use a funnel. To put the gas in, and they got to walk a very long distance. That's what I hope for. And I hope he loses in fantasy this week. Damn. Fucking got him. Got him. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Bye bye.